Okay, homies. Slice number five. Coming to you live from Morocco. We're in the car. Going to Rabi Amram bin Diwan. If you listen to this in time, send some names. And if not, there'll be plenty more. Send some names if you guys want some prayers done, please. Alright, we're on page 25, the Garden of Imuna. The rod and the staff. Rabbi Nachman of Ghazav teaches us in Kutim Mu'aran 1, 206, that Hashem immediately calls out to a person that strays from the proper path, beckoning that individual to return. I would note that it says immediately. It doesn't wait. Hashem summons each person in a tailor-made fashion in accordance with that person's, person's needs. For some, Hashem's call may be a subtle hint for one person, yet a vocal reprimand for others. A louder call might assume the form of physical punishment in the jargon of our sages. In the Midrash and Mishle 22, a whisper suffices for the wise, but a fool needs flagellation. Wow. Okay, let's continue a little bit. Even extreme handicaps are for a person's own good. Hashem alone knows what a soul must correct and thereby places each soul in a circumstance that is conducive for its necessary tikkun or soul correction. That means that if you ever wonder, you know, what am I doing here? Why am I here? Why am I in this specific city, this specific place, or surrounded by these specific people? You know, why did I grow up in this place? Like, you know, this sort of any existential sort of question and any number of questions. Again, you know, I think the theme of what we're talking about is that any time that there are lots of questions, it's just a sign, just an indication that, you know, there's a necessity for Imuna, more Imuna. So I'm going to say it again because it's really important. I think that we should probably place less of a focus on, you know, God's hints towards us or reprimands us, you know, to, to get onto the proper path. I think let's let's stay more in the positive here. It says again, even extreme handicaps are for a person's own good. So whatever circumstance I was born into, you think I was chosen? I, the best example I could think of is, um, you know, you think I chose to be born at a time when the Beit HaMikdash isn't built? No, I was born in the Gola, and this is where we are. I didn't choose any of this stuff. I didn't choose my parents. I didn't choose a lot of the circumstances. I didn't choose the crowd. I didn't choose, you know, I didn't choose, um, you know, I didn't choose so many things. So many things were chosen for me. What does that mean? Hashem alone knows what a soul must correct, meaning you're here to for a tikkun, and that's that's what you're doing here. That's the answer to why am I here, and all the rest of the existential questions. Why do I live in Los Angeles? Because Hashem alone knows what a soul must correct, and thereby places each soul in a circumstance that is conducive for its necessary tikkun. The circumstances that I'm in are conducive for me to do the tikkun. So, you know, why am I specifically in L.A. right now? Why is anyone else in New York? What are we doing in Casablanca right now? We're here for a tikkun. 
it's not all, you know, uh, I couldn't get the tikkun done in New York, so they had to send me more into the Galut LA. I personally feel that way sometimes, but I don't think that's, I don't think that's the truth. Okay, let's continue a little bit. As we are usually unaware of our needed tikkun, we sometimes make wrong choices or entertain useless aspirations. Hashem helps us modify our plans to prevent us from wasting our lives on folly and fantasy. You know, it's like when I ask you when you're a kid, what do you want to be? And you say you want to be a policeman. You know, very rarely do you end up being a policeman. Well, you're not going to be a cop. Why? Because, again, we are usually unaware of our needed tikkun. And sometimes we make wrong choices or entertain useless aspirations. We make wrong choices I and mean, we're not aware. If we were all aware of a tikkun, you think we'd all be... No, we'd all have a lots and lots of direction. You know, and lots of clarity. And we'd know exactly where we're going, what we're doing. And, and um, we'd all be sort of have a little bit more of a simpler story but I don't think anybody in this chat has a simple story for example let's suppose that a person left to his or her own will would have inspired to be a professional singer but as a singer that person wouldn't possibly achieve his or her required tikkun as such Hashem causes that person to be born with a raspy voice yet the raspy voice doesn't hamper the person's the person from becoming an outstanding teacher or spiritual leader that inspires thousands of people. They are real tikkun. I think that's a terrific example, you know. And as much as it's probably really challenging for someone who, you know, someone who's born with a raspy voice who really wants to be a singer. Um, I don't know how to answer those sort of questions honest with you. Not yet. Let's keep reading a little bit. Hashem closes those doors that aren't beneficial for to our souls, yet opens the doors that lead to what's best for each of us. He opens those doors to keep us on a focused and directed path in life. Without His divine guidance, we'd be totally lost. At this point, people usually ask, if everything is in Hashem's hands, then what's my job on this earth? It's a good question. Our task is to develop our spiritual antenna and to discern by correctly processing Hashem's personal messages to us what Hashem wants from each of us. Hashem constantly communicates with us via our environment, telling us where He desires to take us and to what objective, even though these hints or heavenly messages are frequently clothed in sorrow, hardship, and deprivation, they are actually the epitome of perfect loving kindness. You know, again, it's like when Rabbeinu says that the greatest thing we can ask for is is, uh, is a little bit of judgment. You know, on Rosh Hashanah we want judgment. Why do we want judgment? Because we want things to be clear. We want direction. We want to understand where it is that we're meant to be going, what we're meant to be doing. We don't want to stay in the world of tons and tons and tons of options we want to be able to make a decision as to what is the correct direction what is the when the correct direction is in general 
something that makes us meushar, that we feel feel expansive. You know, Rav Pinson teaches a nice class on you know making decisions. When you make a decision, if you feel expansive, then that's what feels like the right decision. But you also need to be very in touch with yourself to answer those sort of questions. So then we need to have some clarity. So there are lots of pieces here. But again, we're on a journey. So, you know, it's not like, oh, we're in a rush to get everything right. We're in a rush. We're we're on a path to be able to learn. Again, we're just every day trying to know God more and more. You know, and so things that, you know, heavenly messages that are clothed in sorrow, hardship, and deprivation, you know, they're, they're chesed. You know, chesed elyon. Why is it chesed elyon? Because, uh, because it's, 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 it's clear as to what's happening. It's clear that, you know, this wasn't a good place for you. You had to go somewhere else. It's clear this was a bad relationship for you. Or it's clear there was a tikkun that needed to be done here. And by you staying the course and trying hard and applying yourself, applying your, you know, your, your, your sweat, you know, to do the work, you're accomplishing a big tikkun, you know? I think the best examples are always the simplest ones. You go to the tzaddik, there are tikkunim on the way to the tzaddik. Why are there tikkunim? Because that's how you build the cleat to want to be able to be there. I want to have to ask, I have to draw it out of myself, the desire to be there. So the tikkun in my life, I'm drawing out the desire to do what it is that HaKadosh Baruch wants. So ultimately, the thing that makes me feel the most mushal in life is the will of God, that I feel absolutely at peace, that I'm doing what it is that HaKadosh Baruch wants me to do. And, you know, and that doesn't, that doesn't, that isn't always, uh, you know, uh, sort of this, you know, black hat religious kind of life. Each, we need every kind of Jew. So we need every kind, and also it's different kinds of souls and tikkunim that need to be done here. People that need to go certain places and can go certain places. You know, I think one of the nicest things that, one of the nicest compliments that Yoni was given, Yoni's in the chat also, is that, you know, he has the capability of the skateboard. The skateboard is, is, some, is, is uh, something that can travel into very, very small places to be able to bring God into those places. A truck, you can't drive a truck into small places. You can't even drive a car. You need a skateboard to go to those places. Let's do a little bit more here. Sorrow, hardship, and deprivation are perfect loving-kindness when they are agents that bring about one's tikkun, the correction and perfection of the soul, the greatest achievement on earth. When we accept life's difficulties with imuna, calmly and happily, knowing that Hashem is doing everything to help us achieve the loftiest aspirations. Again, you know, like you sound like, you know, there's a mismatch in your aspirations and your tikkun. Uh, no, your, your, your greatest aspiration is to do your tikkun. That's what you really want to do here. That's that's what, everything else is sort of parenthetical, you know. And it doesn't mean I wouldn't rule it out that it's 
that all your parenthetical aspirations are impossible too. Although I don't know how to answer that just yet. I think Abshalom is going to teach us a lot about the sort of questions that we still have. When we accept life's difficulties with Imuna calmly and happily, knowing that Hashem is doing everything to help us achieve the loftiest of aspirations, we become candidates for eternal happiness and inner peace in this world and the next. So knowing that, having the Imuna that God is trying to help us, you know, it's like it's like someone tries to, you know, guide a drunk person, you know, say, and the drunk person is like, oh, what are you... What are you pushing me around for? You know, that's kind of how we are sometimes. You know, you're like being resistant, and why are you pushing me around, and why are you treating me like this? But I'm trying to help you. God's trying to help you. An athlete is prepared to implement grueling demands from a seemingly merciless coach. Not only that, but a top athlete usually loves and respects his or her coach. Why? The athlete knows the coach trust that the coach wants to build him or her into a winner and champion we should have the same knowledge and trust in Hashem you know I think that the kind of coach that we're all looking for is the kind of coach that you know yeah he has compassion but at the same time we really feel that he's going to build us we really feel like we feel like he's he's good he's, he knows what he's doing he knows, he has direction, he knows how to help me in the way that I need. He knows how to help me in ways that I don't even know how to help myself. Okay, we'll continue tomorrow. Love you guys.